Bismillah, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. I'm in the maktaba with Abu Abdulaziz, who's a final year student in uh, King Saud University in Riyadh. And alhamdulillah is one of the uh, regular visitors and lecturers at Medina College, as well as one of the uh, brothers are active giving dawah uh, on social media, as well as in masajid traveling up and down the country. Jazakumullah khairan. Thank you for coming. Ahlan jazakallah khair, Sheikh Abdul Wahid, and thank you for your invitation. Alhamdulillah. So, just to get into it, tell me about Abu Abdulaziz. Before Jamia, before you went to study abroad, you've been abroad how long now studying? Nearly six years. Nearly six years, alhamdulillah. Okay. Before you went, tell me about young Abu Abdulaziz. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah amma bad. So, growing up, I was just a uh, a normal, I would say a normal child. Uh, I didn't have anything special about my childhood. Went to school in the UK. Uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, I came from a family. Alhamdulillah, my mother, she was someone who was, you know, practicing Islam from a young age. But growing up, I was just like a normal child, like everybody, you know, went to school, used to watch cartoons, you yeah. know, just, just, just a regular kid. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, when I went to uh, secondary school or high school or whatever you want to call it, I remember after high school, um, I was just like, a, and alhamdulillah, I wouldn't say that I was a, alhamdulillah, a person who, who was a bad child or uh, uh, a person who got into trouble. I was just like a normal person. Where, where are you? Where you what, what side are you from? Are you east, south, north, east or no, west? No, I'm from East London. East London, okay. No, so specifically yeah. an area called Tower Hamlets. Tower Hamlets, okay. No, so alhamdulillah. Okay. Yeah, so growing and up... It, Tower Hamlets, East London is a predominantly Muslim area. Area, and has been for a long time. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Okay. So that actually really helped. So uh, growing up, I didn't really go to any any madrasas or to, you know, to memorize Quran and stuff like this. I only went at, at, at a you later age. You didn't go to I went at a later age. Okay. I went like from the age of... Uh, maybe at the age of around 13, 14. Okay. I, went, I didn't go from an early, yeah. early age. Uh, I remember I went for about a couple of years, like from, from 13 to 15. And then after that, I stopped for a bit, for about a couple of years. So after I finished, uh, you know, high school, secondary school, the next step, for, uh, subhanAllah, for me was, is I went to Umrah after school. I think yeah. at the age of 17 or, uh, or 18, I'm not sure. I think age of 17, I went to Umrah. Alhamdulillah, that's a young age to go Umrah. What made you want to, I mean, a lot of kids at 17. No. Nah. They're not thinking about going to do a pilgrimage, you're going to do Umrah in Mecca. They're thinking about, for example, yeah. you know, I don't know, you know, uni, car, you know, job, money, Sahih. trainers, Sahih. expensive trainers, Gucci. To be honest, I, I never had a choice. Okay. You know, my mother said, we're going to Umrah. I said, Bismillah. Okay, Alhamdulillah. Good. So, Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. So, Alhamdulillah. Jazahallah khairan. I remember, like, back then, subhanAllah, I wasn't really praying Salah. Um, I was only praying Jum'ah. Okay. And I remember subhanAllah. Jummah Muslim. I was a Jummah Muslim. Yeah. I have to Which is not, huh? and that's not odd for youth in the UK. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. SubhanAllah. So I was a Jummah Muslim. Because a person, some people might look at you as a student of knowledge. They think growing up you were like this, mashallah. Yeah. No, subhanAllah. You know, everyone had different experiences, yeah. subhanAllah. Uh, yeah, so after, after I did my umrah at the age of 17, I came back, subhanAllah. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, you know, put hidayah into my heart. Yeah. I think maybe someone made dua for me, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think somebody made dua for me because after the Umrah, subhanAllah, you know, when I, when I went to Mecca, started praying, alhamdulillah. 
my five daily prayers, etc., etc. Afterwards, Subhanallah, Allah Azza wa installed the love of of, uh, of Deen and the love of seeking knowledge into my heart. Yeah. I remember Subhanallah at the age of uh, seventeen. I remember when I came back, I started praying, and then I would listen to a few lectures online and stuff. And then after that, um, I started attending the Quran class. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah, go on. Sheikh. So, 17, uh, that's when you started praying five times a day uh, and taking your deen more, serious, more seriously. Uh, I attend the classes. I attend the classes now. And then I remember, subhanAllah, um, then I said to myself, you know, I need to start, you know, with, with the Quran, and etc., etc. And I remember the first book that I studied, it was Metin al Jazariya. Yeah. Sorry, Metin Tuhfat al Atfal. Okay, good. Metin Tuhfat al Atfal. Um, and until this day, I still have the book with me. Alhamdulillah. So it's been more than a, it's been like a decade, and I still have you the still book. Have the same book. Did you take notes in the book, or mm. was it notes on a side book? Just no. to ask. So, so for students from the that want to. So basically, the question always comes up: Do I take notes in the book? Do I take notes in a separate book? Mm -hmm. Do I do both? Do I review the notes? Because you still got the book. So how did you take notes? No, for me, I, it wasn't. I, it was more for heft. So okay. I, I used it as 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 memorizing, and then obviously yeah. the teacher would come and he would explain to you. Yeah. So I, I didn't really. Take any notes, so yeah. just more shafahiyan. Yeah, do I remember the first course, serious course I did when I took notes and I no. took knowledge seriously was Al Baykuniya in the Masjid, and it was it was a poem as well in Science of Hadith. So, uh, and that was kind of like I, re I reckon that was the first book I actually studied from, you know, front to you know cover to cover, mm -hmm. and really felt like a student of knowledge finishing a book. So, uh, you get what I mean? Because obviously you can listen to lectures, you can listen to. But you don't. It's not the same as studying, finishing a book. I agree. I agree. So where did you study that, and and what was your journey at seventeen seeking knowledge? You're still in the UK now. You haven't applied for. No, no, I haven't applied for for the jamia. You're working part time. What are you doing? Are you, are you focused on home? What's your okay? So what's your study program like okay, at so, that age? Okay, alhamdulillah. So I remember the first text I studied and memorized was a tafat al atfal at the age of seventeen, and then in the same time, alhamdulillah, I was memorizing Quran. Uh, in the masjid, alhamdulillah. I didn't complete the Quran, inshallah, by in, inshallah, my intention within the next year or two, inshallah, to have it completed, inshallah. inshallah. Yeah. So I remember I started memorizing the Quran and I would attend classes by my regular shiukh yeah. in, in Masjid al Huda in yeah. this London. Yeah. And I remember. Masjid al Huda is well known masjid for nah. knowledge, benefit, dawrat, al ilmiyah, and stuff like alhamdulillah, that. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So I, a lot of my mashaykh that I studied with, a lot of them, subhanallah. Some studied in Saudi Arabia, some are Medina graduates. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah, I, I really did benefit from them. I remember... Tfadl, um, uh, Sheikh. Yeah, I think what's really nice, uh, I know this has come up because I mentioned it, when I had Omar Jamaiki here, <laughs> he was my first teacher. <laughs> he was a graduate while I was applying for the Jamia <laughs> and I studied Surah Thalatha with him. That was the second book I studied, I remember <laughs> the course. Um, and I think you studied with... Uh, Sheikh Ustad Saeed Hassan. Sheikh Saeed Hassan. Yeah. Nah, nah, alhamdulillah. In, so how? He, what was he teaching? And who were the other students? So Can you remember? We um, okay. طيب. From the students, uh, there's quite a few students. Maybe some of them will not be comfortable with me mentioning their okay, names. Okay, fair enough. Don't mention their names. Uh, yeah. yeah. Subhanallah. So Sheikh Saeed Hassan. I think he. We studied with him. I remember. I think forty hadith. Yeah. I think we done with him. Shurut al-Salah by Sheikh Muhammad al-Wahhab. And I think a few books as well. At that point, was he still a student coming back teaching in the summer or what had he finished then? I think during that time, he just started becoming a student. Okay, so I he think, was 
just thought it was summer courses, it stuff was summer like that. Summer courses, yeah, it was okay, summer courses. I think he started a year before he got accepted. Yeah. He was teaching because yeah. by then he was already a talib, yeah. and he was much more senior than us. Yeah. And uh, he was also teaching. There's also uh, you know a sheikh that taught us, Sheikh Ahmed, as well. He's one of the you know Somali mashaykh in the masjid. Yeah. Yeah. Also our, our sheikh Sheikh Abdul Rashid as well. He's the one who you know I remember one of the first book he taught us was Tafsir. He also taught us. Uh, 40 hadith and many other books yeah. subhanallah alhamdulillah so you were attending regular lessons before you what made you want to apply for the jamia for to apply to go study abroad what what transitions you from being a student studying in the masjid in the dawrat and the courses to becoming to applying and how did that happen so what happened is um so at that time i was you know memorizing quran i was going to these classes and and then uh, as you mentioned now we also started on a few books alhamdulillah yeah. So I had some some sort of knowledge when it comes to books. So I remember for the first couple of years, three to four years I was studying. And then after that, uh, in that time, I was also working as well. Yeah. I was working security. I'd done a few jobs. I was, yeah. you know, you know, I worked in retail as well. So uh, as a security guard and other things that I was doing. Yeah, me so, too. I did security guard retail work once as well. <laughs> it's not a nice shit. I like this time. I like this time. Mine was, uh, I think it was 7-Eleven and then... The I, bus companies as well. Overnight, it was like a night shift. And I was working was twelve hours, Sheikh. Wallah. Twelve hours. It's to come back from finish, Wallah. Day shift or night shift? A day shift, seven to seven. Like the night shift on a bus in the bus garage, man, La. sitting at the top of a bus because they didn't have an office, so you had to turn on the bus engine so you could keep warm because it was freezing. La hawla wa la Anyway, that's just that's for another time. La. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I said to myself, you know, it wasn't actually like I said, you know what, Khalas, you've studied right now, and it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. You know, I said I need to go to the next level. Yeah. So I was up. I applied for many universities. I applied yeah. for Jamat Al Imam Al Riyal, Jamat Malik Saud. I applied for Qasim. Yeah. I applied for Umm Al Qura. I applied yeah. for Medina. I applied for yeah. like five, five, six universities at the same time. At the same time, Subhanallah. You were eager to go abroad. I, I was eager to go. What made you just decide to do that instead of doing a degree in the UK, a secular education, for example, or career? What made you decide that well, at that point? Wallah, I, think, I know we're going to speak about it later that what you're planning to do career was afterwards but at that point what made you decide that do you think Wallah, to be honest I don't really know I think yeah. my love for seeking knowledge yeah. drive me to do, to do this subhanallah and at the same time I remember while I was uh, applying at the same time I said to myself listen you know because some people they apply they apply and then they don't get accepted they, they become heartbroken yeah. and, and that's a problem you know, they apply and then, and then khalas, they destroy their whole life and they or they don't really move forward uh, with other things in their life. So I remember the first uh, year I applied, I never got accepted. So I was heartbroken. So I said yeah. to myself, you know what? I've actually, I actually gave up. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to try the second year. And if I don't get accepted, I'm going to, you know, leave it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue a career path. Yeah. yeah. So I remember um, I started applying for the university. Once I started applying for the university, I said to myself, you know what, if I don't get accepted, I will, I will do other things. So, so I applied to study in, uh, in one of the universities in the UK, secular studies. Yeah. Uh, I think it was something to do in, uh, in, in hotel management or something like yeah, this. I can't yeah. remember the degree that I wanted to study. Uh, and then I said to myself, listen, if you don't get accepted inside the Arabia, study secular education and just khalas, yeah. you know, live your life, nine to five, etc. Alhamdulillah. And then after that, which is nothing wrong with nothing. No, wrong no, there's, 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 yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that it's a cringe. Yeah, no, 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 no
There's no shame of working. Of course, 95, the yeah. prophecies to work. Yeah. There were, some of them were shepherds. So work, yeah. there's no aib. Whatever job that you do, even if you're a cleaner, there has no... Don't yeah. be, don't, don't, don't feel ashamed. You know, at least, you know, the messenger of Allah said, yeah. Now the upper hand, it is better than the lower hand. Yeah. The, the hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. Yeah. So I said to myself, I don't accept it. You know, I'm going to do my university and just, you know, yeah. as they say, live my life and, and see, still correct myself with knowledge. Yeah. And then I remember one time, subhanAllah, I think this was during the summer holidays and Mustafa, during that day, you know, when they say you've, you know, you, you've, uh, you walk up from different side of the bed, or yeah. there's, there's a saying in English, you know, a different side of the pillow. I'll go yeah. up from different side of the bed. So I remember I got up that day. I was a bit angry. I don't know yeah. why. I was very angry that day. I don't know why I was angry. Yeah. Subhanallah. And then afterwards, my heart told me, you know what? Check your email. Maybe there's something. Yeah. And I remember I checked my email, and then it said, "Congratulations, you've been accepted." And Kingsford University. And I think that was the happiest day of my life. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that was the happiest day. Uh, of my life, I was like... That's because you're not married yet. If you get married, that might be the second Allah 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 Sheikh, SubhanAllah. So, I remember, SubhanAllah, just, you know, I did Sujood al-Shukr. I was, I was very happy, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, that's important as well. Sujood al-Shukr, i.e. something which is sajda for appreciation and gratitude. Sahih. You know, ni'ma and barakah. You acknowledge that it's Allah, SubhanAllah, who's the one that. Gave, you know, gave that to you, so you thank Allah Alhamdulillah. first and foremost. And no. you also do it if Allah Azza wa Jal saved you from a calamity. Yeah. So let's say you are about to get into a serious car crash, yeah. and Allah saves you. You should do sujood shukr that yeah. Allah Azza wa Jal saved you from this crash and this uh, from this uh, uh, calamity. So as a believer, yeah. whenever Allah blesses you with something, that you're grateful because if you're grateful and you're thankful, Allah Azza wa Jal will, will will increase in your blessings. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're ungrateful, those blessings could be if, they, if they're not thanked, their blessings could be removed. Yeah. So, yeah, Alhamdulillah, no, that's about it, So, you, that was a happy day of your life. You got, no. out, of, you got out of bed on the wrong side. <laughs> no. But really, <laughs> it was the right day, it was the right yeah, side. That's when you got the, the best news of your life so far. And I remember, Sheikh, prior to that, I remember yeah. during that time, it was Ramadan. And, yeah. and, you know, many people, they apply for different universities. And some of them, until this day, they say, you know, connect me. You're not, you might know the head of the university. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know nobody, you know yeah. I mean? So like they think that you got accepted to Medina yeah. or universities for a connection. Yeah. Many of the people, they never had no connections. They yeah. applied and then it was from Allah. They left in the hands of Allah Azza wa Jal. What's important is make dua. Oh Allah, you, yeah. know, you know my intentions. I want to seek one. Yeah. Aid this for you. Many people, they forget the dua. Yeah. Also asking your parents to make dua that you get yeah. accepted in the university. Yeah. Yeah. And dua is, is the key. I remember I was making lots of dua. And Alhamdulillah, yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, accepted my supplication. Yeah. I never ever gave him. I had hope, I never lost hope from Allah Azza wa yeah, yeah. So dua is the key. Many yeah. people, they just say, you, you might go to the, the, the biggest guy in the university. If yeah. Allah does not will it, it will not, not happen. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, I think I had a similar story in, on both cases. No. One, uh, I remember when we had the daura with one of the mashaykh in Regent's Park Mosque. No. And there was a student that walked out with me. I was walking out with the sheikh, I was hosting him at the no. time. And uh, he's like, can you get a tazkiyah from the sheikh? No. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's not that easy. It's not straightforward, basically. No. And he was like, because he wants to apply for the jam'ah. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll ask him. You mm. know, I'll see what he says. And I did ask the sheikh. I said, you know, can this brother here, he's here. He's just, he wasn't attending the daughter. He was just there, by the way. No. But he knew the sheikh was going to be there. No. He said he wants a tazkiyah. And the sheikh, he said, go to uh, ask the officer or someone else. 
But when I conveyed the message, the brother had a go at me. He got angry. He's like, you know, you're not helping me, you're not doing this. And he had a go at me. And I'm like, I didn't even have to ask if I'm going to be honest with you. I did, I Someone would think you're being hassled. You're, you're, you're just telling this person. Yeah, you're, you're blocking. He was saying you're blocking. That's what he was trying no, to say. No. The reality was, I knew, I didn't think he was going to get it anyway, because no. I know the trick of the Mashaykh and, and these things, how you have to get Sahih. But I was just saying, I still asked, even though I knew that I was going to get right, I still asked. Sahih. And the other aspect is the dua aspect that you're speaking about, which is really key. I do remember uh, when I applied for the Jama, this might be on a previous. There's a bunch of other brothers that applied to Mari and other brothers, and they all got accepted that, yeah, I didn't get accepted. SubhanAllah. And my heart was broken, I was upset. No. But I applied again the next year. And the year that I I didn't get accepted, I thought I was going to be in because I'd gone on Hajj that year. SubhanAllah. And I met one of the teachers that had come over to uh, Glasgow to do the Dawra. No. And he said, what's your name? English? Yeah, yeah, you're accepted. And he told me, yeah, yeah, I Allah, remember. Allah, Allah. So I thought I was accepted. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same time, I was still making a lot of Dawah around the Kaaba because it's on Hajj, I'm making Dawah, Allah gave me knowledge of the Book and the Sunnah. Dawah, Dawah, Dawah. You know, I was drinking Zamzam, Dawah for Zamzam. This isn't Zamzam, but you know, Zamzam is what it's drunk for. Of course, of course, of course. So the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah. So I'm making loads of Dawah, oh Allah, you know, give me knowledge of the Book and the Sunnah. So long story short, mm-hmm. I went back thinking I was accepted, but I didn't. I knew that I hadn't got the paperwork, nothing's final until it's final, no. right? Don't count your, what's it saying? Don't count your uh, eggs until, or don't put your eggs in one basket, don't count your chicken until the eggs have hatched and stuff like that. So, so in any case, um, when the names came out, my name wasn't on there, mm-hmm. even though I thought I was going to get accepted. But how did I apply to get accepted the following year mm-hmm. uh, at Janus Lamia? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the da'a is really important. And I think, you know, you can, you can take the means but that doesn't guarantee you the natija or the result. Of course, of course. It's, everything's in the hands of Allah. Of you have course. to have trust, you have to work with and stuff course, like that. No. Okay, so you, so you applied, you got accepted, you're happy. Your mum's obviously happy as no, well. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. She was supportive. Alhamdulillah, she was. She was alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. That's a good thing. And you got accepted to Jamit Malik, Malik Saud University. Malik, no, no. So now you're in Riyadh. No, alhamdulillah. Okay, tell us a bit about your time in Riyadh as a student, your studies. You know, when you got there, what you're studying, what the uh, the visits to the Mashaykh, because I know, alhamdulillah, I mean, on your socials, you're very active on social media, no. sharing benefits and sharing your kind of like your, you know, lessons and good practice, right? No. So alhamdulillah, I've seen some of them. I see you sometimes at the drama of one of the Mashaykh, for example, Sheikh Sa'ad or uh, Shikri or Sheikh Sa'ad al Khatlan. No. So tell us a bit about studies in the Jamia and your connection with some of the Mashaykh outside. Allah uh, can I start with the struggles first and then go 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 for it go for it. We want sometimes you know people just we want look to hear at, people look at people look at the good things but they don't look. Yeah. So I remember the first day I landed, it was uh, it was Yom Al Watani. Okay. It was, Which uh, is uh, Saudi National Day. Okay. Allah Mustaab. I remember it was. Yom Al Watani. Is it a hadith? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> can we cut that, Sheikha? <laughs> no, 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 no. Mashi, mashi, let's go. Barakallah, thank you. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, so, Sahih, you're right, you're right. So it was it was Saudi National Day, yeah. and it was a, a holiday. So I remember yeah. I landed in the airport, nobody was there. <laughs> so imagine you land in a country, you don't know nobody, you're like. No one, no one to greet you at the time because no, obviously it was the national holiday. No one to greet like, yeah. you. Know, I was like, subhanAllah, what yeah. am I going to do? Luckily, subhanAllah, I had a friend in Jamat al Imam. Okay, good. So I, I called him. Yeah. He said, come to Jamat al Imam. Yeah. So I went to Jamat al Imam. Uh, when I went to Jamat al Imam, I stayed with him during that day. Yeah. I missed the university. 
I said, no one picked me up. Yeah. Like, What's going on? And no said, one picked me up either, but anyway, go on. <laughs> it's a rough one. No, because they're supposed to bring someone yeah, to pick you up. Yeah, they're supposed to have stuff like that. I was like, yeah. I know it's holiday, but it, yeah. like, I'm new to the country. Yeah. And I'm I came like, early. I came like a week early, so they weren't even... Everyone was still on holiday on the summer holidays. No, 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 no. I was eager to go. I was so eager to no, no, go early. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so I remember... And then they, they got someone to pick me up and stuff. I remember when I first came to the university, they put me in a room. Yeah. Now, when I entered the room, I was shocked. It was so dusty. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. I was, I was like, you know, prison beds. You know the prison beds? <laughs> yeah. Wallah, I'm, I'm not joking. Yeah. The beds were like prison beds and yeah. like metal. Uh, yeah. Uh, cupboards and stuff like I'm this, having, wardrobes. I'm, I'm having flashbacks myself. <laughs> I was like, La hawla wa la I was like, say, so, you know, what have I signed up for? What have I signed up to? It was that bad, Wallah, the bed was so bad. Astaghfirullah, Sheikh. I was that, that night, even the bed was old and stuff. I remember that night, Wallah. You went to sleep on the wrong side of the bed. I was so angry that night, Wallah. I slept so angry, Wallah. Astaghfirullah, too. But I remember the next day I said to myself, you know what, don't cry over what, you know, you need to move forward. So yeah. I went. I uh, spoke to one of the cleaners. Jameda, huh? He came, cleaned my room, got a new bed. Alhamdulillah. Uh, knew everything and stuff like yeah. this. Alhamdulillah. And it was it nice. got fixed. Everything was fixed, alhamdulillah. But the room was, was, in, a, it was in a bad state. And alhamdulillah, they put me in, in a room. I had a room when I got there. Yeah. He came a day before me. Yeah. Uh, may Allah bless him. He was a brother from uh, in Malaysia. Okay. He was a Malaysian brother. He was a talib al-in. Yeah. Before, actually, he got, he got accepted. He was actually studying. He was... First is Sharia in Jordan. Okay. But in Jordan, I think you have to pay. It's you have to pay the money yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's not a free scholarship. Yeah. So when he, once he got accepted, Malik Saud, he left it and he came. came for the Scot- yeah. Yeah. So mashallah, he was he was he was a nice brother. His name was Muhammad Afiq. Yeah. Still, are you still in touch? I'm still in touch with him. Mashallah. He's a student of knowledge. Subhanallah. He obviously, يعني, he decided to study in Kuliyat al Okay. He yeah. decided to study in Kuliyat al yeah. But the same time, which is good. It has its benefits. It, it has does, its benefits. It does, it does, subhanAllah. Yeah. But at the same time, alhamdulillah, he would attend the classes of the ulama. And mashallah, yeah. and he was a very strong student of knowledge. He didn't yeah. just study lugha in the kulia. Yeah. He would sit in the class. And mashallah, he was very uh, strong when it comes to the uh, aqidah. You know, he would always read about aqidah. Yeah. And, yeah. and especially aqidah and fiqh. So I remember when I first got there, he, and alhamdulillah, he was a nice brother. And I've lived with him the first year. And mashallah, well, I didn't see any problems with him. Yeah. Very nice guy, very quiet, very humble. You know, sometimes you might, you know, especially in Medina, you share rooms with people. Yeah. So sometimes you might share with somebody who's maybe speaks loud late at night, late at night speaks to his yeah. wife late at night yeah. and stuff. Keeps the light on. Keeps the light on. And then sometimes you can clash. Yeah. Or he comes from, you come from one country, he comes from the other side of the country. Yeah. You don't he understand. He cooks in the room. He cooks in the room. It smells. It smells. And you're fighting with him and this, that. Yeah. It's a problem, Yeah, it's a big problem. You, have to have, you learn a lot. You, you learn, learn a lot. You learn, you learn a lot, lot of, about, You learn a lot about yourself as well as about other people. Of course. Of I course. think that's really important. I remember a similar incident. Alhamdulillah, I was in the, when I was in the Islamic University of Medina, I was only in the room for about three months after that. I brought my wife and I married. No. Right? But Alhamdulillah, there was four of us, no. six of us. No. Right? Two Canadians. Mashallah. Good friend of mine, still a very good friend of mine. No, for Arden. Uh, Sheikh Mohammed, he's a PhD student, Mashallah. close student of Sheikh Abdul Musan Abad. Mashallah. Uh, two students from Bangladesh. Mashallah. And two of us from the UK. Mashallah. So it was a mix. Nah. But the good thing was, his brother Fouad, he's from Canada. No. Nah. He's uh, Algerian. Mashallah. He set boundaries from the beginning. 
Mashallah. See, that look, lights go off at this time. Yeah. Because no cooking in the room. Mashallah. Because it's going to smell up the room. I think that's it's important. He said, you know, Makayev stays on, doesn't go off, but it goes on lock. <laughs> so certain things which he said. Makayev was just AC, by the, the way. AC, exactly. Yeah. So he set these rules, which mm -hmm. was really good, and he, and everyone stuck to them. Yeah. Plus, the Algerians are quite hot tempered, you know, so you don't really You're not want to get on his bad side, exactly. you know. <laughs> and he was big. <laughs> Intimidated, mashallah. Intimidated. So even though, I mean, in a way, it, it worked for us, no. you know, the Western brothers, because, you know, we don't people cooking in the room and stuff like that. Of course, that. yeah. Unfortunately, for the Bengali brothers, it was a bit of an issue because they stay up there and they cook. No. They don't want to cook outside, they want to cook in the room. No. They want to cook fish because uh, their cuisine is fish. Allah <laughs> And fish obviously smells. Of course, no. So anyway, that was really good. Yeah. I think that was important, you know. But alhamdulillah, I was out, you know, after three months, so it didn't really yeah. affect me as much. But it's difficult. You need patience. You do, you do. Yeah. And like, so not only that, like he's there, you know, you want to talk to your family, you have to go outside. And it's, it's alhamdulillah, he was a good, alhamdulillah, Allah gave me a good roommate. I have nothing except for her to mention but it's still you know you don't have yeah. your own privacy sometimes you want to talk to your family sometimes you want to sleep late and yeah. this person will sleep early yeah, and yeah. it's just it's subhanallah difficult. it's difficult subhanallah and I remember after the following year alhamdulillah everybody got his own room alhamdulillah everyone got their own room so the new buildings was opened yeah. up and alhamdulillah everyone got his own room own room, own, room own front door own front door alhamdulillah okay. no 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 by card by card by card I think I can show you wow. I'm not sure if I have Mashallah. it here is... let me see if I have my I think Mashallah. I must have I'm not sure if I have my card with me. No, yeah. I think the best was in Medina was four to a room. That, new rooms. I'm I don't sure. I'm not even I, I think I, I think I left it. I left yeah. it. Oh, I left it. It's like a white card. Because before it was the keys, now it's just with the card. Amazing. So it's like a hotel, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, amazing. Is it the same Jamtul Imam and the other ones? Or? No, no, I think they go, their one is with the key. But but they got the on rooms as well. Is it dormitories? They have, no, I think they share, they share. They share. But I think they have like. So you guys are living five star where everyone else is well, three star. But in, but in the beginning it was a struggle. Yeah. Like I was sharing like with, with another. But then Alhamdulillah. We, then, were sharing, we were sharing with five. Allah. At first. And then it went down to three, four in the room. Allah. And you guys were two then to one. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. But, but Subhanallah in the beginning it was struggle. It was struggled. difficult. It was difficult. And Alhamdulillah when you have your own room you know you can do your own stuff. Yeah of you course. Can, you need that. It's, it's especially much when more, you're a mature student. Of course. Because you went there at what age? I, I got there. I, I was there at, the, at my, around my mid-twenties. Mid-twenties, yeah. My mid-twenties, alhamdulillah. Okay, so that's the beginning. That's yeah. that's your introduction to... That's my introduction, yeah. And also... Studies. Culture and the language and stuff. Yeah. Nah, alhamdulillah. Did you speak in Arabic before you went? Alhamdulillah, I... Be, you know... Alhamdulillah, before I went, alhamdulillah, I did have a good solid foundation good. in the UK. So alhamdulillah, that actually helped me in the ma'ad and stuff. While, while some students, what they do is... They want to go and study in the Arabic Language Institute, but they don't... Study at home. They yeah. don't study at. Uh, they apologize. I'm just. Yeah. No, yeah. So a lot of the students they go there. And they're zero. So yeah. you go there. You study the, the mahad for one year to two yeah. years, depending on how long you study it for. Yeah. Um. They go there. It's zero. So they have to start from the zero. So alhamdulillah, me studying in the masjid al huda with the mashayikh. Yeah. Obviously, you learn Quran. You study. You know the, the Arabic books yeah. in Arabic, Bani Adik, and all these small books. Yeah. So going there, alhamdulillah, it gave me a foundation. Yeah. For me to build, plus Alhamdulillah, you know, at home I grew up speaking Arabic language as well, yeah, yeah. with the Somali language. Yeah. So I think that also helped as well. Yeah. So you had that helped you at the beginning. That helped me. So you had some background knowledge. No. Okay. So you're in the jamia. What's your day like in the jamia? What are you studying? How many hours is it? And then also outside with visiting the mashaykh. Obviously, that took time to get to know where the masajid are. Riyadh's big compared to so Medina. Each sheikh has his own masjid. Maybe so where he teaches and does his khutbah in. It's not like Medina everyone goes to Masjid Nabawi mm -hmm. for Jummah, for example. So, 
a lot of the main doors are in Masjid al Nabawi, for mm -hmm. example. So this one central place, like a jamia outside of a jamia, mm -hmm. and they have their own, for example, uh, mahad in there as well for the daytime. Yes, sure. What's it like in Riyadh? Give us a bit of a download on that part aspect of it. But first, your jamia studies, and then outside studies. What's it like? Okay, so the jamia studies is usually we would uh, start at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So at eight, obviously up in the morning, start al Fajr. After Fajr, depending if if we're the summer during the summer times, Fajr's are at three o'clock. Yeah. So you'd have to sleep for a bit. Yeah, yeah. During the winter when Fajr's are at five, six, you know, a lot of the time most most of us are awake because you know the yeah. night is longer during in the winter. So in the morning we get up, you know, whether shower or you know, and then we have to, you know, wear, we have to make sure that you know you wear the best clothes, your clothes yeah. is nice and perfume, etc. etc. Yeah. Put on your sunglasses and then yeah. put on your you wear your sandals and yeah, you know, yeah. your shoes, and then you make your way to the to the kulia. So studies. We got some perfume over there. So I don't know how you like it, but it was great. It was great later. So we would start at uh, eight and we finish at dhuhr usually. Yeah. Sometimes we would have a class after dhuhr, but mainly it's from eight to dhuhr. Yeah. So after dhuhr we would come back, yeah. and then we would go to matam al jama, the, yeah. the the student restaurant yeah. of the of the university. So we'd go to the matam, the restaurant of the of the uni. We'd have lunch, yeah, and then after that we'd come back. Yeah. So after lunch, you know, it's very hot in Saudi Arabia. You have to have your qaylula, yeah, or as they call it in Spain, siesta, your yeah. pre-nap, yeah, your 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 nap between dhuhr and asr. Because why you've been up early in the morning and it's yeah. so hot in Saudi Arabia, yeah, and to yeah, walk from the yeah to walk from the kulia, from the faculty to your room, yeah, or to to the second to the student housing, it's about ten minutes walk. Yeah. So imagine you're walking eight to ten minutes in the Heat, in the uh, heat, subhanAllah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's it's muskala. It's yeah. fifty degree heat, forty degree heat. Are you driving over there? You won't drive in. No, no, no. Uh, in, in the campus, uh, it's uh, we don't take a car. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, just walking a, distance. It's basically so. it's it's usually eight minutes walk. Yeah. That's if you walk quick. Yeah, it could be longer. Some of, some of our brothers from Africa, they're very quick. They do yeah. the eight minutes fast. <laughs> when like you walk, minutes, we just you know we take, take our time. You know what I mean? So it's about uh, about ten minutes walk. Yeah. So it's, it's it's quite hot. So siesta. We have a siesta. So after Asr, dependent, you know, uh, sometimes after Asr, let's say uh, some brothers they do Quran, or maybe you might, uh, you know, uh, if there's any homework, you do some yeah. homework. Yeah. If you have any bath, some research, yeah. uh, maybe you have an exam the following day. Yeah. Maybe you want you want to start revising for it. Gym. Uh, Football, some brothers go gym. Sports. No, usually that's in the, after Isha. Usually okay. after Asr, you know, it's not. They don't really do. Dependent, some people they do that. Yeah. After Asr. So after Maghrib or just before Maghrib, we leave. Yeah. So depending on which Sheikh you want to study with. So some people, you know, some brothers they go to Sheikh Al Fawzan's classes. Yeah. Uh, Salah Al Fawzan. Some brothers they go to Sheikh Al Sheikh Salah Al Hudan's classes. Yeah. Some people they go to Sheikh Saad Shetri's classes. Yeah. Uh, his classes on Saturday usually. Yeah. Some people go to Sheikh Hassan's classes, which is yeah. after Isha. Depending on which Sheikh that you want to benefit yeah. from, yeah. you would go to him. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, basically all the durus start after Maghrib now in the Masajid now and sometimes after Isha as well now and most days there's a daras that you can attend with a teacher in a book uh, whether from Sheikh Salah Fawzan or from the other Mashaykh depends now. on who, who were the Mashaykh that you kind of used to study with or the ones that you inclined towards and why you're going to give the ones that you okay so uh, I remember when I first started um, I remember the first year or so I used to go to the class of Sheikh Salah Fawzan yeah and then, because his mission was so far, 
Um, I stopped going. going How did going you get there. there? Were you driving taxis? You were not. No, alhamdulillah, there was a bus that would take us from the university to the Sheikh's Masjid. To the Sheikh's Masjid. So Riyadh is like London. Yeah. Riyadh is like London. So every like so let's say you have a Sheikh in East London, West yeah. London, South London. Yeah. It's like this. So everything takes like tw- uh, twenty minutes to half an hour. Okay. So let's say we have a class with Sheikh Fawzan after Maghrib. We have to leave like half an hour or forty minutes. Yeah. Before that, so we can reach there because why yeah. there's traffic and yeah, stuff yeah. like this. And they got a good bus system. You're stopping in taxis. No, no, in Medina, there was, it was all taxis when I was there. Now it's buses, but when I was there, it was all four of us getting a taxi, real in each or real each. No. And it was good old days. Because obviously, real is a bit it's like a it's more, more expensive for you 20 real, 30 reals. Yeah. So that's as a student, that's, that's a lot that's of money. a lot of money. So uh, the university, Jazahumullah, reward them. They would provide a transport for all yeah. the class. There's a bus, bus for this sheikh, bus for that sheikh. Wow. Bus for Usaymi, bus for Shah Sitchitri, bus for Sheikh Al Khathlan. So for every Amazing. Sheikh, they had like a bus for. Amazing. And whenever there was a Dawrat yeah. uh, with the Mashaykh, they would provide buses for us. SubhanAllah, that's amazing. So Alhamdulillah. So this is not public transport, we get on our boots and underground and find them our own way. It's a bus that takes you straight yeah, to the so, Masjid so, class. So it comes to you to your, to your, to the, to your dormitory, yeah. to the housing, student housing. You jump on the bus and then free. you go to the class. Alhamdulillah, free. Alhamdulillah. 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 So, so that, didn't, it didn't dent your makafa'ah? No, no, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> it didn't. Of course, you know, the makafa'ah, that's another topic we can talk about, inshallah. Makafa'ah <laughs> meaning the monthly stipend mm, that they give yeah, you. Yeah, the monthly stipend. Is, well. it, is it better than Medina or is it the same? No, it's still the same. It's still the same. Still it, it's the same across and it hasn't gone up. There's no inflation. There's no. <laughs> no, no, no. Things are all up. Still 804. It's better than nothing, Alhamdulillah. 100%. No, it goes without saying. Alhamdulillah. Which is, I think, is it 200 pounds or something? Yeah, it's a net man of barakah. People don't realize. It is. It's 100%. It's a barakah and a blessing. Okay, so you tell this class that you can go to, bus takes you there, yeah. different mashayikh and stuff like that. Yeah. Earlier we were speaking, we were speaking about issues of uh, contemporary issues. Sheikh, can uh, I... Yeah, jump in, go jump in, jump yeah, sorry, in. I just want to mention some of the, cl- the mashayikh. Ah, yalla, yalla. So, at the beginning I went to, and then it was too far for me, so the mashayikh that I usually utilize in their classes, it was a Sheikh Al-Khathlan, yeah. who used to be from the major committee of schools in Saudi Arabia. He's also a faqih. Yeah. This Sheikh and also Sheikh Saad al-Shitri. Yeah. So these were the two main shiukh yeah. that I used to benefit from. Yeah. And other mashayikh, when they come from Qasim, like Sheikh uh, Sam al-Suqair or Khad al-Mashayikh or Sheikh Abdul-Salam al-Shuwar, whenever you would have dawrat, yeah. I would go attend. You know, Sheikh Abdul-Zir al-Rajihi, whenever you yeah. would have dawrat, I would attend. Sometimes when, if Sheikh Abdul-Zakh al-Badr comes, I would utilize the dawrat to benefit from yeah. them. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Amazing. These are big scholars we're speaking about. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. A lot of them specialists in fiqh no. as well, and fatawa and contemporary issues. No, no, uh, we were discussing earlier, Sheikh uh, Sa'ad al Khathlan. No. I only heard about him when I came back, no. obviously, because uh, from Medina, he's Riyadh. No. And he's got a lot of books on Ma'amlat al Ma'aliya Ma'asara, contemporary mm-hmm. issues pertaining to money, contracts, finance, banking, and no. stuff like that. Sahih. As well as obviously traditional Durosay teachers. Sure. So, what's what's what do you f- benefit from? For example, what books would you recommend? How how can some people benefit from those mashaykh when once they've learned Arabic, they got Durus on YouTube? What's... Alhamdulillah, the Sheikh has been teaching for the last twenty years. Yeah, and every Monday he teaches in his masjid yeah. after Isha, yeah. and every Tuesday after Maghrib. Okay. So Alhamdulillah, for the last 20 years, the chef's been teaching. Is he also a professor at the Jami? Teaches, has he got lectures at he, the Jami as he's well? Also, he's also a professor at Imam University. Okay. He's a professor in fiqh. Yeah. So, and mashallah, he's, 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 he's one of the faqih of Saudi yeah. Arabia. 
is also part of Majma Al Fiqhiyah Saudi, yeah. which is the Council, Fiqh Council of Saudi Arabia. Council of Saudi Arabia. So, yeah. mashallah, he's. Uh, and some of their fatawa, some of their research papers are translated into English. You can download them, which okay. are really beneficial. Mashallah, yeah. mashallah. Jazakallah khair for, for that benefit. Yeah, so subhanAllah, with him, alhamdulillah, his classes are all, every, every dars he, he teaches, it's all uploaded online yeah. on his website and also on his YouTube channel. Right? Uh, in, on. Um, YouTube, Sheikh Al Khathlan's channel, in, in, in Arabic, yeah. all his duros is recorded and it's there. Alhamdulillah. Good. Alhamdulillah, he has many books that you can benefit from. Alhamdulillah, he's read many books. Far amongst them, he's got books on contemporary issues when it comes to Islamic finance. Yeah. Uh, but I think other things has been translated. He also has a book which recently came out uh, about a year ago. Or two. Are you going to do khidmah for the Sheikh and translate some of his works on contemporary finance? In the UK, everyone needs it. Well, like, to be honest, uh, translation, it's. Uh, it requires high level of English, you know. <laughs> Inshallah, you're native. What are you talking Inshallah. about? Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. No, it's a project. I'm just putting it out there. Well, Something you can think about doing. To be honest, why, I did not really think about that. Why not, Sheikh? Why, yeah. why not? Inshallah. Being the Allah Ta'ala. Hopefully, Inshallah. Ask Allah Azza wa to grant me tawfiq and success. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea that you uh, mention. And what I meant is like, obviously, when you're translating things, you need high level of of kalimat yeah. and stuff yeah, like no, that. So no, you need someone to, yeah, yeah. you know, to do muraja of yeah. your kalimat. Have a next to you. What's <laughs> 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 synonyms, synonyms and antonyms and all these other stuff, inshallah. So, okay, so... His his, his book, that he, um, regarding Sheikh, I Qatatak, so he has a book called Sal Sabil, yeah. so it's a explanation of Dalil al-Talib, which is a book in the Hanbali Madhab. Yeah. And it's basically a, it is an encyclopedia in the book. And in in every mas'ala, in every chapter, he brings, in every opinion, he brings the four madhahib. So he would explain the madhahib. Yeah. And then afterwards, he would bring the four, four madhahib. Amazing. And then he would give his opinion where he feels is the strongest. Truth. How many volumes? And is it all, is he finished, published? It's, it's finished and it's published. I'm not sure how many volumes. From tapes or was it? Uh, Author, do you know? No, no, it's, it's, no, no, it's authored. He's on author. Authored. authored. Yeah, Amazing. Authored. There's no, a book. It's from his tapes, but it's also authored as well. It's now. There's a book on Zad no. of the same name, and I benefited from it so much when I was at the Jamia. No, inshallah. I always do, so I can never find the book. No. And is this going to be one of those times where the same thing happens again? It's called, it's the same name, Silsabil Fishar. The Dalil. On Zad. Oh, You know what? Only one book. Sometimes you want to try to look for a book, Sheikh. You can't find it. Allah it's almost like it disappears. It's probably right in front of me. Oh, here it is. Mashallah. This. It's funny because it's the same name. Jamil. And this is Al Silsabil fi Ma'rifat Dalil Hashiyatu Ala Zad Al Mustaqnaq. So that's the other book on the Hanbali Method, which Jamil. is. I remember I studied Zad and Ma'awiyah studied. Dalil, uh, a talib, because Sheikh Suleiman al-Ruhayd was teaching at the time. But I chose that for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and those are two kind of main, or two of the main books on the Hanbali method that Sahar. you can study. No. And we speak about Dalil al-Talib. Dalil al-Talib is there, it's a really good book as well. Sahar, I think no. it's, there's not much difference between the two apart from the number of Masatis that's in there. No. But the reason why I mention that, because that book needed more khidmah, because a lot of khidmah is done on Zad. No. And the fact that there's a big sharh on it now mm-hmm. is going to be so beneficial for the student. Because what the author here did is a similar thing. So he's got Zad mm-hmm. and he mentions the aqwal of the madahib, mm-hmm. but it's a ta'liq, it's, it's short. Okay, mashallah. And then he also mentions the qawl of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, the okay. tarjihat. Oh, mashallah. So when I was doing my exam for Bidat al-Mustahid, I would often 
Because this, because it's mochtasar, it's a kind of a shortcut. Especially somebody using materials exactly. So it was alhamdulillah. It's really nice to know that there's that book which is available now. Yeah, sorry, Sheikh. Sorry, when it comes to Dalil, you know, some you know, like Zad has been many many of mashaqi have service to it. But when it comes to Dalil al-Talib, not many of the ulama, not many of the scholars. And there is explanations, but it's not as much as that. Yeah, know? exactly. I think, um, you know, we have, when it comes to Dalit uh, Talib, you have Nara Sabil. Yeah. Fi Sharh Sabil by Sheikh Dhuwayyan. And also, you have, there's, a, there's a, some Mashaykh also explained it. And also, there's an explanation of it. I studied it with one of my, with one of my teachers, uh, uh, Dr. Bandar. Inshallah. It's called Fadh Wahhab Al-Ma'arib. Yeah. Fi Sharh Dalit Talib. I think it's by Al-Mardawi. Okay. I think it's by Mardawi. One of the and classical Hanbali scholars. One, yeah, yeah. One of the classical Hanbali scholars. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a revival of teaching the madhabs, isn't there? No, no, no. That's something that we can maybe discuss yeah, no, sure more. Not. What I want to also focus on is, again, uh, the importance of a student of knowledge being in touch with contemporary issues no. and knowing what the fatawa of the scholars are on those contemporary issues mm-hmm. so he can apply it to his... Contextualizing the practical situation, and that's of something course. I think some of the Mashaykh mentioned, like Sheikh Saad al Khathalan, does no. really well. And also Sheikh Saad al Shithri as well, is yeah. someone who's yeah. good when it comes to this, this, this sort of issues as Excellent. well. Excellent. Um, inshallah, I'm going to make a request. We need that book for the library, inshallah. So next okay. time you come back from no. Riyadh, no, she'll bring us a copy of Salah So we'll have both inshallah, on Zad and on Dalila Talib. Inshallah, Baraka Fikum. Okay. Alhamdulillah, you've been active on giving da'wah, alhamdulillah. No. bless you and put barakah in, in your efforts and Amen. accept it from you. Uh, but not just waiting to give da'wah until you graduate. You've, alhamdulillah, during your time as a student, no. you've utilised, uh, I mean, alhamdulillah, I mean, you're already, well, I don't know how many followers you've got, not that. We don't count followers, but <laughs> no, alhamdulillah, you've got an Instagram account where you do yeah, lives. <laughs> you do, for example, lives with people answering questions. No, no. You do... Uh, talks, no. short reminders. I mean, I've seen some of them myself when you was in Riyadh. No. Do a short reminder, you film it. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. With sunglasses or without sunglasses. Alhamdulillah. You need to start your own with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, of course. You can't walk, otherwise you're walking like this. <laughs> subhanallah, your eyes closed. So uh, tell me a bit about, you know, what made you start doing, or not start doing that, but, you know, the impact or the benefit that you... You know, you get and then you pass on and stuff well, like that. Wallahi, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that the most, best people are those who benefit others. And, um, you know, as the reason why the universities, they accepted you as a student of knowledge is that you go and you come back to your, to your country, uh, to your community and you benefit them. They never said, you know what, just go to Medina, get your degree, get your certificate and put in your wardrobe. That's, yeah. that's not that's not the reason why they accepted to you. That's the reason why you got accepted. You got accepted so you will give da'wah. And as a student of knowledge, you are embarking on the jobs of the prophets. You're embarking, you're embarking on the way of the prophets. And this was their wadifa, this was their job. Uh, calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously with hikmah, with wisdom and beautiful preaching. So when you look at other students from other countries, uh, when they, whenever the summer holidays they would come, they would always, you know, teach their communities, whether they'll have dawrats, dawrat, or they will do lectures, do khutbah. So it's important as a talib al-ilm that the knowledge that you have, 
that you spread it, yeah. that you teach it. Why? Because the ilm, if you don't teach knowledge, you're going to forget it. Yeah. And they say, if you know, some scholars, even one of my sheikhs mentioned, he said, if you don't teach, you become a layman. Yeah. So yeah. as a student of knowledge, you might graduate of, you know, and you know, you're fresh graduate, you have knowledge, you have, you, you know, you're, you can remember things. If you don't teach these things and you don't engage in da'wah, they say within five, six years, you forget everything. Yeah, yeah. You can, you, you can become like a layman again. Yeah, so so part like, of it is part of marajah for yourself to make sure you maintain the knowledge to benefit other people nah, as well. No, no, no. That's the main reason as well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, because uh, it's not an... The, the thing is, what I want to kind of uh, ask you is, it takes a, it takes confidence to go on a camera, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're here now, we're doing it now, and now we're sitting and talking. I'm a bit nervous, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a brother on here the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, we had to do like take after take after take because it was the first time in front of a camera, and he doesn't want to do it. You know, but I pushed him because I, he's got he's got benefit for other students that are memorizing Quran as a Quran student. No, but anyway, yeah, it takes confidence, and also as well, I think the recital of dawah or the kind of like the avenues or the means of da'wah mm-hmm. are different because of social media. No. Example, in the past it was a tape. No. When I was speaking, I was back in the day, it was like, no. we got the tapes. It was <laughs> after Jumma, I was going to the, down to the tape shop to get the tape for the khutbah. Right? <laughs> tapes don't exist anymore. Sahaya. Things move on, isn't it? Of course. Uh, you know, people, it wasn't, you didn't have cameras on your phone where you can just or, put your or phone. Or the radio, Noor al-Adarb. Or Noor al-Adarb. It was no. a radio station, right? No. Where now, it's a lot more visual mm-hmm. because of Facebook. And then mm-hmm. we had, for example, now we've got, for example, Instagram. Then you've got the lives. And then you've got the, you can record and you can upload and it takes mm-hmm. five minutes and it's not, you just need a phone and a stand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, how many people listen to audios and how many people watch YouTube? Do you sure. know what I mean? No. Or watch Instagram and engage the lives. So, I mean, what's your kind of, I guess I'm not, give some advice on, you know, how, what got you started, how you do it, or what's your... So when it comes to, you know... Uh, was it requested by other people, like me putting you in here and telling you you have to do nah. an interview, or was it you thinking, so like, let me just use my phone to, to benefit be honest, people? Uh, there was the, our brother, Abu Uthman from Bukhari TV. Okay. I hope he, met, he doesn't mind me mentioning his day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember subhanAllah... Oh, Jazakallah, like, he came here as well, and we he, had a nice, yeah, little, lovely did, yeah, talk with him. I remember... Yeah. What's, yeah. what's, what's his series called? It's called uh, Let the Sunnah Go Forth. Let the Sunnah Go Forth. Yeah, That's nah. it. Reviving the Sunnah. That's based upon the. It's taken up from the uh, Sunnah Al Mahjura. Sunnah Mahjura. The Sunnahs that have been abandoned yeah. by the people. Yeah. I remember Subhanallah. Um, he actually messaged me. He said, you know, he encouraged me to come. Let's do da'wah and let's do a series with the Mashaykh and the scholars and stuff. So I remember when I, you know, like I, you know, I was, you know, in the beginning you're shy. Your camera shy, you don't have the confidence and stuff like yeah. this. But once you start with time, eventually you start, you know, getting used to it. And yeah. In the beginning, you're shy, you make yeah. mistakes. It's, yeah. it's normal. Yeah. So I remember when I started with him, um, he came to me and said, let's give da'wah. So we started a series called A Benefit a Day. Yeah. So this was every day a benefit. I yeah. would post a benefit, he would post a benefit. Yeah. We, we did this for about a year. Yeah. We did this for about a year. And then after that, uh, uh, we started letting us go forth. Yeah. And then after that, subhanAllah, everything يعني, blew up, subhanAllah. Everything blew up, yeah. Which, which, which shows you that, you know, may Allah make us from those who are sincere. Amen. So when a person tries his best to be the most sincere, and is also dedicated, yeah. and his hard work, he works hard for it, yeah. he will see the fruits later on. Yeah. Problem is, people, they start something, 
you know, like for example, they might start, for example, Instagram page or YouTube, and they say two, three, four, two, three viewers, they get disheartened. Yeah, yeah. And they stop the da'wah. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. So it's not about the views and stuff. It's more about benefiting the people. So yeah. be sincere, be creative, keep pushing the da'wah, yeah. and leave the rest to Allah subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala. Yeah, so I, I like hard work and dedication and sincerity, I uh, guess. Yeah, and consistency. Of course, of course. Yeah. What the key is, Sheikh, is consistency. You know, for, yeah. for the whole year we've been doing it, you have to be consistent. Uh, and then after that, we move on to that. And at the same time, I remember I started doing khutbah. I started yeah. doing khutbah. So I didn't start in a big masjid. Yeah. Or I started doing it in the city, in halls. Yeah, yeah. I started doing it in small places, yeah. and Work community places, centers. Like community centers, yeah. yeah. So obviously, and that was before, you know, doing the camera. So I remember the first khutbah I did, I was like, Literally, I was like, legs you know, jelly, sweating, sweating. Even though the stuff. AC could be on blast cold, you still sweat because of nerves. His nerves speaking to people, and and I remember my first khutbah was like on the in the mirror practicing, and yeah. But then, alhamdulillah, after that, alhamdulillah, it uh, Allah Azza wa makes yeah. things easier. I want to talk about khutbahs a bit because I, I, when I first came back, my tariqah, my way of doing khutbahs was. Nah. Bawab al Haramain. Okay, mashallah. So back then, Bawab al Haramain, every that's the khutbah in Mecca and Medina, mashallah, and the Mecca. Mm-hmm. And obviously, got the Imma there, they've got the likes of Shaykh Hussain and the Shaykh, Shaykh Ali Hudayfi, they've got in uh, Mecca, they've got other Mashaykh and stuff like that. No. And they used to upload the khutbah in Arabic, in English, and the audio, no. and the video. No. Right? Straight after. Um, so, what I used to do. Because, like you said, you know, it used to take me like four hours to prepare a khutbah. Mm-hmm. I would download it, I would listen to it on the way, mm-hmm. I would read it in Arabic, I would translate the parts I need to translate because I'm giving the khutbah mostly in English apart from the ayat and the hadith. Mm-hmm. And I would do that with different khutbahs. I'd select it, for example, I'd take, I'll be on the computer, find a topic, mm-hmm. select it, go back to even last year, the year, try to find. And that's what I would do for. Basically, a long time. Mm-hmm. Right, that's how. I, how? What was your method when you first started? Well, I, Sheikh, my methods was. Listen, for example, I'm going to talk about a topic. Yeah. Uh, first, I get the ayat. Yeah. Of the ayat of the, I get the verses, and then I try to get you know tafsir of the verses. Yeah. From some from from whether Ibn Kathir or, or other scholars. Yeah. Uh, once I have that, then I will get the hadith. Yeah. I'll get the hadith, and I will try to get the shuruhat, some of the explanations of it. Yeah. And then after that, I will bring aqwal al-salaf, statements of the salaf, and that's it. That's, 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 that was my method. What advice do you give to ISOC students? Because no. you have ISOCs, mm-hmm. and ISOCs are responsible for the khutbahs inside the university. Mm-hmm. And many times they do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? The head brava, as they call him, mm-hmm. or the deputy head brava, he's either gets someone out from outside or he does it himself. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to prepare a short khutbah mm-hmm. for the university, what advice would you say? Like go through Rada Salihin, Start with ikhlas, take an ayat hadith, mention that, mention for what, what would you say? Zakallah, what you said is, is exactly uh, something jayit. Like for example, getting Riyadh al-Salihin, getting the hadith, getting the verses, and doing a khutbah, for example. But main's aim is ayah, hadith. Yeah. Ayah, hadith. Don't stick to that. Because sometimes you go to some khutab or, or you know, some of the khatib, subhanAllah, you go to the khutbah and it's like, it's just, you know, you know when a person, for me, a khutbah that doesn't have qala la qala rasul, it's like a dry sandwich. Yeah. You know when you have a dry sandwich, yeah. like you can't, you know, so the khutbah becomes dry. Like, like subhanAllah, sometimes I go to some khutbah, it's talking about politics. People, yeah. they, don't, they don't need this. 
Yeah. You need to remind the people. Jum'ah is the only time yeah. that they come. So they need yeah. to, you need to remind them to fear Allah Azza wa Jal. Get them closer to the deen of Islam. Yeah. You know, not you know, not talking about things that has no benefit to it, you see? Yeah. So like I said, sweet and short, ayah, hadith. Yeah. Ayah, hadith. Don't. Yeah. And if you want to bring stories of the salaf, yeah. if you want to bring some tafsir, no problem, but mainly ayah, hadith. Yeah. Or Good. something from the athar of the salaf, the sahaba. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay, going back to, uh, so you started off doing with uh, Let the Sunnah Go Forth, no. Daily Benefits. No. And then you do some lives no. uh, where you can do, uh, you know, engage with no. with with students that no. might have questions, no. might want to know stuff like that. I mean, going what what do you think the fruits have been of that? Uh, the because you reach different people. I mean, for my for example, in my experience, I find if you're going to teach a lesson in the masjid, the people that attend are not going to be the same people that will ask you a question or watch your live. No. Or watch a short clip. Uh -huh. There's like there's loads of people that watch short clips, and I get a message saying, "Oh, that's a, you know, thank you for that reminder." Uh -huh. But they, when I teach a class, I don't. They're not there. They're not going to be there because they're true. busy. They're working there, you know. So what is is it same for you? You found that you're able to reach a different, uh, you know. Obviously, uh, you have to look at your target audience. Yeah. Um, so I think as a talib al ilm, you need to be someone who's balanced. So we have some graduates or some students. They only focus on reminders and lectures and stuff like this and that that can be a problem and you have some who only focus on durus durus but they don't really focus on giving reminders and lectures and yeah. benefiting the people so it has to be you need to be someone who's balanced so yeah. you have something that you benefit the 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 the, 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 the general muslim yeah and you have something that is specifically for that you can benefit so yeah. it has to be you know so it's you know for example for example it's important that you know you do series when it comes to benefiting the, the general masses and also at the same time you have something for yep. so it has to be something which is ilmi and something which is also you know general yeah. you know uh, reminders heart softening yeah. so it has to you understand about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you have to be balanced yeah. with that thing teach them their religion teach them their aqeedah yeah. so it's, it's and the main thing that the da'a should start with is tawheed yeah. and the aqeedah of Ahl sunnah yeah. wal jama'ah and I think Knowing your place, yeah. sticking to your lane. Because sometimes we uh, have, you know, some some of our brothers or a person who re recently started practicing and stuff like yeah. this. And mashallah, he's got a page and he's got hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. And alhamdulillah, he's benefiting people, which is a good thing. But sometimes when a person has one million followers, two million followers, they can get a bit carried away. Yeah. And sometimes a person needs to humble himself and you know and not get carried away yeah. as the salaf uh, as i think umar will say rahimullah mar'an may allah have mercy upon a, 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 a ugandan individual a person who knew his own level yeah so it's important that you have a sheikh and you have a murabbi yeah. that teach, teaches you things and that you stick to your lane yeah that and, and unfortunately sometimes you see a person who's got hundreds of thousands of followers he doesn't speak the arabic language well i'm not saying that there's gonna be yeah. some people that say oh are you are you are you targeting yeah, yeah, you're not me? Targeting anyone. No, 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 no. It's 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 one of the, I guess, the negative aspects of social media. Of course, no. That you have unqualified people mm -hmm. speaking on, or you have people speaking on issues they're not qualified to talk of on. Of course, no. And they basically put themselves in a position where they're actually doing more harm than benefit. Of course, of course. Even if they may have benefit in other areas, of they've course. left the area of benefit. And they've gone into an area which is mm -hmm. 
not no longer benefiting صحيح. and maybe harming like say stay in your lane basically so like start off with giving reminders yeah you know you know reminders youth reminders and then slowly slowly start off with lives answering questions slowly slowly teaching bigger books yeah. slowly slowly you become a mufti yeah yeah and and and, and, and subhanallah allah says do not follow the the footsteps of, footsteps of the shaitan so benefit your community we're not yeah. saying don't do that but know yourself like subhanallah you know some of them they you know like the problem is the less knowledge you have you have the more likely that you you have jura how do you say jura yeah you have your basically put yourself you have yeah courage or to put yourself forward or stuff your, like that, yeah. yeah and subhanallah sometimes you see some things that they answer some of our scholars with who their hair turned gray knowledge would fear to ask yeah. some issues pertaining to the blood of the muslimin and issues that are big yeah yet subhanallah you yourself you haven't learned arabic language properly yeah you haven't even left your country you even have left left your hometown to go sit with the ulama and the mashaykh yet you're talking about this and sometimes yeah. that can cause confusion between the people yeah yeah so you know so for example a person will message you so and so said this and i'm like this is wrong what he said or yeah. this is incorrect you know he should have not said this, this is you know the correct opinion so and so and, and yeah. it can cause tashwish and confusion yeah. and it gives people the platform to do that so you know jazakallah khair whatever you do it benefit your community you know propose your reminders but don't give fatawa yeah yeah and sticking to your lane is very very important and a lot of it subhanallah is lack of tarbiyah yeah. not having a teacher teaching you this sort of stuff because subhanallah you know when you see a talib al the way he carries himself the way he answers questions you know his his wara yeah. yeah he's not very hasty when it comes to answering questions yeah. because of a sheikh that he studied with and I'll give you an example. Sheikh Saad al-Shithri, hafizahullah, was a, a sheikh was very close uh, to me, uh, to my heart. I remember one time I asked him a question. And I said, Sheikh, what's the hukum of this? He said, mm. And he's reflecting. Next week, he came to me and he said to me, what was clear is that it's haram. Mm. So even though he knew the answer, yeah. look, look at the tarbiyah he gave you. Yeah. The tarbiyah that he gave you, like, listen, don't, rush things yeah. things next needs to take time so or sometimes a person might message you and they ask you big issues and stuff and if you don't get back in an hour they send you a question mark yeah, yeah. Asbar, this is <laughs> you know what i mean they ask you like big questions Talaq, yeah. someone did this and i'm like yeah. you know your your question is not an yeah. easy question it's a yeah. heavy question but for them they want like a quick something quick you know, if you can't answer, or even they believe that it's wide for you to answer and if you don't answer your sinful or stuff like they don't understand the deen in the first place so, yeah, yeah. So, and you know yeah. it takes time to answer these sort of sort of questions you know so you learn this from the ulama you know that how many times Sheikh Baz was asked a question he would say Allahu Alam Allahu Alam yeah, I don't yeah. know I don't know it's not even as a talib al-in for you to say Allahu Alam it will not it will not belittle you yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it will not belittle you to say Allahu Alam because yeah. you have not encompass all of the knowledge Sheikh yeah. So that's some of the dangers of social media and get lots of followers. You end up going outside of your lane, speaking about issues that don't that are above your level or that you don't even really know about, but you're kind of the tarabiya is important. They can have an impact. But at the same time, I blame the students of knowledge. Yeah. There's many students of knowledge, there's many graduates. They did not take that position. Yeah. Maybe some of them are, not, are camera shy and stuff yeah. like this. And these holes were filled by yeah. people who are not competent to fill. Yeah. They're not like Zahmullah, like we need to be fair and just. I mean, a lot of them do a lot of work, posting reminders, yep, benefiting yep. the community, which is a good thing because you have to look at the greater picture. Yep. But just certain things like, yeah. you know, I wish you didn't talk about this or 
or spoke about this or you know yeah it's and the thing is well about social media and youtube and um there's this clickbait culture now uh and there's also you know how shocking you can be so that people would you know click the link so uh-huh. and there's aspects to do with um not just clickbait but reactionary videos mm-hmm. you know you're following other people you have to react to that video and all this stuff it's taking the wasila which has a potential to cause benefit no. and kind of taking away from the level of knowledge because you're Sahih. you're 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 doing what other people are doing and sure. a student of knowledge needs to be distinguished because sure. it's carrying the knowledge the deen of Allah it's yeah, not no. just any you know clickbait to and it falls reaction to, videos and, to and it falls into maru'ah like, maru'a, like yeah. I want to say it's haram but yeah. as, you know the definition of haram and maru'ah it's something which is not appropriate it's something yeah. which is يعني, should be I wouldn't say it's haram but uh, but it's not befitting for yeah. a person like, what, 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 like we could for example on this video do a clickbait title yeah. say something like Abu Abdulaziz decides to and just put something yeah. shocking yeah. <laughs> I put a nice thumbnail I put a nice thumbnail yeah, <laughs> couldn't nice. we and sure. then it was like clicking it and then they sure. say hold on a minute that's not what's happening mm. <laughs> and we just use clickbait Sahar. but that's not that's not knowledge, is it? That's not. Or, or, or you can make it shocking facts about Abdul Aziz. Yeah, shocking facts. <laughs> what you didn't know. Allah <laughs> understand. No, but I think you know. Um, it's Allah for like Sheikh. I think what's important, Sheikh, is that you, like, I think it's important that you're creative. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, I can only get views out by me doing clickbait. No, just make sure that you're creative. Yeah. If you're creative and you speak about good things, yeah. then inshallah things will pick up. Yeah. You know, nah, Okay, uh, before we go to, you also travel to give dawah. No. So, alhamdulillah, you know, you're, you've got a talk coming up in Northampton or somewhere? No, no, Norwich, inshallah. Norwich. Norwich, no. Yeah. How far is that and how are you going to get there? Uh, wallahi, it's you drive a, in or train? Wallahi, it's a two hour drive. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know, most of the time it's train, but the brothers are going to pick me up from okay. Norwich. Yeah, so it's a two hour drive. You're going to do a lecture? No. Alhamdulillah. So there's there's a lot of effort when it comes to, so it's not just preparing the lecture. No. It's not. There's also going and giving dawah. Of Literally course. going and teaching people. Of course, Sheikh. Of you course, know, no. Alhamdulillah. And uh, I think it's important to highlight that. Uh, when it comes to it goes back to the same thing hard work no. dedication being willing to kind of put in effort no. inshallah and then inshallah the result is with Allah of course, of course of course of course so what's your talk on in Norwich what's going on down there it's well I, to be honest usually when it comes to lectures and sometimes they give me the title yeah. and other times they choose the title so like sometimes I might recommend something but I say no do something else so I'm very flexible it's about how to give uh, tarbiyah, cultivation, yeah. how to raise your kids yeah. uh, in accordance to the Islamic principles. Very important uh, to, topic. To, to, to cultivation and tarbiyah now. Inshallah, very important topic considering how challenging things are getting no. No, with regards to the changes and kids and stuff like that. Even some shocking Allah newspaper Allah. articles. I mean, I don't know if it's true. We have a thing about newspapers. This is something which is really important for people to understand. No. Not every newspaper article is actually a fact. It's like it's clickbait as well. Okay, so, okay, so, so, so when people read a newspaper article, they need to read between the lines. When they say read between the lines, what they mean is no. take out the facts from the opinions mm-hmm. and look at the actual reports as a, and the policies as opposed to what the newspaper is saying because sure. they got shot. They need to sell newspapers. Of course, of course. You know, so when they say, for example, four-year-olds are going to be able to choose their gender without consent from their parents, yeah. that was a newspaper article recently. You yeah. know, they can choose whether they want to be a he or she. And stuff a like that. Stuff. Obviously, there's a, you know, there's a push down that line, but 
how true that is, we don't know. Or sometimes they say we're going to implement it, but it doesn't really It doesn't really happen, yeah. yeah so, so hopefully that won't happen. And if it does, then obviously we need to educate our kids and stuff like that. And so that's a really important topic, raising so, children, especially so, in no. the West. Uh, plans for the future? Inshallah, you've got a year left. No. Um, what's your, what do you plan to do when you come back? Do you plan to stay over there? Get, do something, uh, another edu continuing education? Wallahi, to be honest, Sheikh Abdul Wahid, may Allah Azzawajal, you know, bless you. There's many options that, that I want to do. Obviously, Dawah is still going to happen. Yeah. I'm still going to come back and benefit uh, my community and stuff like this. Something that I want to do. Whether, whether you know, going back to education, whether starting a business, there's, there is a few ideas, few things that I have in my mind. And, yeah. you know, if they, they say, if you don't plan, you will fail. Yeah. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, I have... As they say, four or five scenarios. Okay, good. <laughs> As they say in Arabic, scenario hat. <laughs> and the actual scenario. So about contingencies. 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 Yeah. So, you know, I have plan A, plan B, plan yeah, C. Yeah. So, plan D. So, I'm, you know, I'm so, exploring my yeah. options. Obviously, once I'm back, then you can see what you want to do. Because obviously, when you come back and you settle in the UK, you come back in the winter, yeah. it's all like a shock for you, you yeah, know? Yeah. You've been away in the country for so long, so you have to adjust yourself to the country yeah. and, and then after you can decide what you want to do yeah. and what's suitable for you yeah. but alhamdulillah that was going to continue alhamdulillah excellent and what's your advice to young social media I will use the word influencers with bracket with quotation marks no uh, because influence that means that you have an impact on people mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily positive influencers mm -hmm. the influence could be positive it could be negative mm -hmm. a person may intend good mm -hmm. But not necessarily attain it or reach it. Sahih. Exactly. How many people want good and don't attain it, right? No. So it's not just about intention, it's also about having a strategy, a methodology that you're following, mm -hmm. knowing it. There's so many things. What advice do you give to young young influencers or people that are, set up DAO pages, for example? You know. Wallahi, first of all, Jazakumullah khair. And know that your reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, that's number one Number two is While you're setting up This da'wah page And stuff Make sure that you are In the same time Seeking knowledge That you're You know You're better in yourself You're memorizing the Quran You're going about study uh, So that Your da'wah is based in knowledge It's not based upon Ignorance And clickbait and, and, and all that stuff So it's based upon knowledge And Make sure that you have A murabbi A senior sheikh Or an older person That you can refer back to because, you know, they say, obviously, at a young age, you're prone to make a lot of mistakes and a lot of errors. So you don't want to come 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, you say, you know what, when I was 20, when I was 22, you know, there's a few things I regret. Yeah. Then you have to do a video <laughs> and say, oh, you know, when I was 20, I did this and I, I apologize. Khalas, it's too late, you know. Yeah. They say once the vase is broken, khalas, you cannot yeah. really fix it. So uh, having a murabbi, having a teacher or a sheikh sooner than you, and obviously has to be a person who's wise, is very important. Why? Because anything that you want to do, istishara is very important. Allah says, "Amrun bainhum shura." Yeah. there is there is a there is a what's it called again? There's a shura between them. Yeah. They consult. They consult one another. Yeah, there's a mutual day. consultant between them. Yeah. So it's very important that you consult others, teachers, elders before you do any decision, so that tomorrow you don't regret the decision that you did or the actions that you did right now that you regret it and. Uh, be a person who's, you know, be a sensible person. Mm. Be a person who is, you know, 
you know, be patient. Don't be like, don't be influenced by around you. You know, for example, I want a person that comes tells you, Akhi, do a reputation page. If you do, do straight away, do it. No, yeah. no, no. Or Akhi, do this, do that, speak about this. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Relax. Mm. Speak to your elders. See what, you know, the best way to approach for things. And then make your decisions. Yeah. Now, and stick, stick into your lane is very important. Stick into your lane is very important. And don't give fatah, please. Yeah. Don't give fatah. Because that could be, that's that is something that's very, very dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the sort of person who, when people ask me questions, I don't like it. I just, yeah. I just, I don't want to open the door of for people to see me on, on a mufti or giving fatwa yeah. because it's, once I, that door is open, it's, it's difficult to close, Sheikh. Yeah. I think when we speak about fatawa, we're speaking about not necessarily answering, okay, uh, a fit issue on I prayed my salah and I forgot to do such and such. Mm-hmm. We're speaking about fatawa on. Nawazil on no, no. on issues which are of course, of course, contemporary of course. issues that affect all of the of course. Muslims in the UK. Not uh, necessarily, for example, stuff to do with okay, look, this is you know what's the conditions of a valid nikah or okay. I got or I got married and uh, the mahar hasn't been paid. Sahar. What's the and I didn't specify. You're not speaking about that. Those issues it's are true, you. True. No, that's for tower as well, but it's, it's not true. the same as. Or are you speaking about both for the student of knowledge, not to, for the influencer? I want to get this out. Of I'm, 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 I say both. Do you yeah. understand? Because, like for example, as a talib al-ilm, you know, there are certain questions or certain things that you you studied, you heard read the fatah of the sheikh. Certain things, it, it doesn't require for a sheikh to call sheikh Hassan, Sheikh, what's the ruling of this? You know, I mean, this is. Yeah, yeah. You know, he will think he will just say, "What's wrong with this guy?" Yeah. You know, I mean, he knows this. He knows it. Yeah. You know, so if the thing, if if you've studied it with the sheikh and you have the fatah of the sheikh and you have principles and qawaid and you know, you can use your you know, and you can use those. Then, inshallah, no problem answering them when it comes to the Islamic principles. Yeah. And if you're not sure the answer, you can always refer back to the ulama. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, the big issues now, nawazil, these sort of issues refer, you refer back to the ulama. But if, for example, a person tells you, you know, I, uh, for example, I missed Salat al, I got up for Salat al, I missed Dhuhr, and I got up for Asr. What do I prefer, Dhuhr or Asr? Yeah. That's something which is basic. You know, yeah. you tell them Tartib, you know, you pray you Salat Al-Dhuhr first yeah. and you pray Salat Al-Asr. Yeah. So something like this, you know. Yeah. So I go up and I miss Salat Al-Fajr. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do I do? Do I pray? No, what, what do I do? Do I pray? What do I do? Like this? Yeah. this sort this of stuff. stuff is, 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 is something that the Shunam knowledge does. No. He knows the knowledge, knows the message, and stuff no. like that. Okay, will you say, for example, if a... A young influencer that wants to set up a dawah page, but no. he doesn't have ground in it. He's not seeking knowledge. He uh-huh. should just not set up a dawah page. It would be better no, to no. set up a page showing I, food I, and restaurant. La, 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 stuff. I didn't say that. Shit. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. What no. do you think? I'm talking about influencer, not a student of knowledge. Well, as an influencer, to be honest, Sheikh, we need people. If this person, his platform can, you know, he can spread the khair. This is yeah. something which is good. Yeah. Because having hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, he's spreading Islam and he's doing khair. Do that, no problem. But at the same time, stay away from contra- you know controversial issues. Stay away from things that are bigger than you. Stay away from yeah, fatawa. Yeah, yeah. If you if you do this, then inshallah you're good to go. Yeah. If you do this, you're good to go. So because I think you know we, you have to be balanced. You shouldn't be a person who's you know because some people will say no, don't post nothing about no. We're not even one ayah. Come on, yeah. this is you know like for me to post Quran, you're nah, to remind us, remind people. Oh no, no, this is. Or for example, an influencer. Well, sometimes you see some influences, subhanAllah, they have a lot of khair with them. Yes, they might have some short shortcomings, but whenever there's Ashura, they say, Ashura, by the way, is this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that you fast. 
Yeah, if important topic, yeah. Yeah, so if it's well, like... this goes out before Thursday. If it goes out afterwards, then inshallah, I hope you fasted. And read the letter. If, and got the reward of it and had the intention to do it. Inshallah, read the letter. So like some of them, you know, they say, you know, tomorrow is, you know, Arafah, make sure that you fast. Mashallah, you know, I can't tell them don't do that. This is, they're encouraging. I'm talking about, you know, like we mentioned, giving fatawa out, speaking yeah. about controversial issues, yeah. issues that are pertaining to the blood of the Muslim, yeah. issues that are pertaining to the honor of the Muslim. Or divisive issues oh. publicly that are not public and stuff. Of like course, of course, this, of yeah. course, now. Just or issues that are going to bring harm upon the Muslims now. Yeah. Uh, again, Jazakallah for coming on. Have you got any final words, final advice for a student of knowledge, maybe a student that's studying Arabic no. at the college or outside of the college? No. Well, I mean, you studied before you went. No. You went to the jam, you're finishing your studies now. No. You know, you've been through that journey from sure. 17 up until now. No. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, may Allah put barakah in your, in your time. Jazakallah What advice do you give? Last piece of advice, inshallah. Well, I would say... talk in a minute as well. Jazakallah khair. Sorry, Sheikh. Barakallah fiqh. Okay. So my advice is don't give up. The advice of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi which is be someone who is eager with the things that will benefit you. Yeah. Number one, seek help and assistance from Allah and don't give up. No. That's my advice to the Tullah and know that knowledge it takes time, mm. it's not something which is easy. Like, some you know, you don't give up. For example, a person studies Medina Book One, so I didn't learn the Arabic language, he gives up. Yeah. It's like you're not going to learn the Arabic language by just only studying Medina Book 1 yeah. or Medina Book 2. It takes time to learn the language, to master the language. Some people study for uh, for one month, once a week, and they say, oh, I didn't learn the Arabic language, I'm not benefit. And they stop. No. Yeah. And they stop. What's important is dua, sabr, patience, uh, hard work, dedication, and slowly, slowly you will see the benefits. Mm. Some, for example, a person might be studying Arabic for six months to a year. Yeah. But I says to myself, I didn't benefit. Mm. I didn't benefit. The problem is, he is looking at a high standard, Sheikh. Yeah. He's looking at someone who's, mashallah, been studying Arabic for years, said, I want to reach his level. So yeah. for himself, he's like, I never did. But himself, he has benefited. Yeah, he doesn't see it. Yeah. But he doesn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Because he wants, you know, as human beings, we're very hasty. We want the food now. Yeah. You know what, Allah? Yeah. I studied Arabic, uh, Arabic, I want to see the food now. Yeah. I want to be fluent in the language. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to, you know, Saudi Arabia and say, Kaifa haluk, hayyakum Allah, wa you know, yeah. it doesn't work like this, no. you know. So, like I said, you know, patience, uh, it takes time. And I would say, from, as, an, as, an, as an experience, to learn the Arabic language, usually it takes a year of dedication. Yeah. You know, one once a week is not enough. Yeah. It should be at least three to four times a week. Yeah. yeah. And I would recommend, if you can go to Egypt or, yeah. or Saudi Arabia or somewhere to go learn the Arabic language, where you focus and dedicate your time for it. Yeah. SubhanAllah, you have so many people, they want to learn the Arabic language, they want to seek knowledge, but Sheikh, they don't want to sacrifice their youth. Mm. They don't want to sacrifice something for the sake of Allah. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to leave their comfort at home. They don't want to leave their, yeah. their nice pillow. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I had to sleep in a prison bed when I was kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wallahi, yeah, yeah. coming from London, Sheikh, you know, we, you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, we, we live in like, we live in a in a in the UK, living in a first world country. We live in comfort, alhamdulillah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, everything's person, available. You know, you want yeah. shopping, you just pick up your phone and order it, yeah. or everything's easy. Yeah, everyone, everything is this. You know, alhamdulillah, easy, yeah. you have a nice bed, you have a nice pillow. Yeah. You know, so it's people they don't want to leave their they don't want to leave their their, their home or their yeah. mom 
or the mom's home, or they don't want to leave their wife yeah. to for a couple of months to go sacrifice. And yeah. you're not going to gain knowledge like yeah. this. Yeah. There has to be some sacrifice. If you want something, you have to go get, and you have to sacrifice yeah. for it. So they want to become They want to become scholars. They want to become ulama, but they don't. Where, where is where is where is the sacrifice? Where yeah. is the effort? It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. Attain this knowledge. It's, it's knowledge if you give it all your time. It yeah. will give you a little bit. Yeah. How about if you don't give it nothing, none of your time? Yeah. Well, you're not going to get nothing. So, uh, like, like we mentioned, leave in your, your comfort zone and go and seek knowledge. Because many people, they want to gain the, the benefits of seeking knowledge. They want to be learned and stuff like themselves. They don't want to sacrifice it. Mm. And that's a big, big thing. I said, okay, for example, they say, you know what? I want to, you know, leave to study uh, in Saudi Arabia or, or not necessarily like Egypt or something like this, but I have a good job. Yeah, yeah. I have a good job. I, I don't want to leave there. You know, I'm earning. Yeah. SubhanAllah, you know, there was actually, I'll conclude this story. There was a brother who got accepted in Medina University and he yeah. has a master's in, in a degree. I don't want to mention where he's from, yeah. but he had, a, he had a job offer. Yeah. Uh, and the job offer was about 70 grand. SubhanAllah. Mashallah. Fresh graduate, yeah? yeah. So. That's not a month, obviously. That's a year. That's a year. That's a year. <laughs> 70 grand. Uh, uh, a month uh, of that's like a footballer's wages, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, subhanAllah, so like, and that's a lot of money, Sheikh, yeah, you know, yeah. 70 grand a, a year. You know, at the same time, he got accepted to, to Medina. He had the job offer with him. Yeah. He, he never told his parents. He said, if my father knew, he would have killed me. Yeah, yeah. He never, he never, you know, he said, you know what? You know, wallahi, when you leave something for the sake of Allah, Azza wa Jal, yeah. Allah, Azza wa Jal, will replace you with something better. Yeah. Literally, he left the job. Yeah. And uh, he went to go study in Medina. Yeah. SubhanAllah, I know, another brother, I know, mashallah. Before going to Saudi Arabia, mashallah, he was, he was, he was a lawyer, mashallah. He had a yeah, good job, you yeah, know. Yeah. So imagine, uh, you know, having a good job, you know, driving a nice car, you earning a good money, and then you you move over and you're earning from like fifty to from like twenty, thirty thousand pounds a, a year yeah. to like two hundred pounds a month. Yeah, yeah it's a big. It's <laughs> you know, so how look at the sacrifice yeah. this person does. Yeah. So people they don't want to do the sacrifice, or you know what, um, they're too comfortable with their with their yeah. job, with their nice car. Yeah, yeah. And then they want to, you know, become ulama or they want to seek knowledge or they want to learn Arabic language and they don't want to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you need to get, you need time out. You need to sacrifice some time, no. put in some hours Sahar. to study. Even if you're not going to go to the jam and leave your job, you still need to have a year out, three months out, yeah. dedicate a portion of time to get that. Of course, of and course. And you'll get it. Of course. I, I believe a person should dedicate a year yeah. just to focus on Arabic and Quran. A year, at least a year. Uh, you know, yeah. going like one or two months is not going to be yeah. It's not really going to help now. Yeah. Barakallah. Inshallah, you've got a lecture coming up, so we've, we've gone a lot longer than we were supposed Jazakallah. to. No, 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 it's been beneficial. And inshallah, hopefully, we'll see you again soon, and everyone's going to benefit from your lecture now. Thank you very much. Barakallah. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa